1: The Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House, located in the heart of lower downtown at 19th and Wine Coop. Great spot to enjoy a steak or a burger or have a few from their selection of house-brewed beers. Watch a Nuggets or Avs game in their welcoming dining room or belly up to the bar. Either way, throw on your hometown gear and head to the Denver Chop House, a proud sponsor of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. They love Nuggets, Avalanche, and Broncos fans. We love them, they love us, and we love you. Enjoy the show.
0: From CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons.
1: Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives. In lieu of Nate Timmons here, it's me, Ross Martin, back in the driver's seat as Nate Timmons is on assignment. Welcome to the show. Sitting across from me is Jeff Morton, the king of frickin' Thornton. Jeff, how
0: do you do? Hello, everyone. What is up? And uh, Mister Mister Ross Martin, Mister Ross Martin, Mister Absentee
1: Podcast. It has
0: been a long time. Well, it's it goddamn damn good to see you. It is. Well, and we had the holidays. We had you know uh, you know a couple of weeks where we with did nugget stuff, but it's good to have you back in the palatial studios. Hey, I got to
1: say, it is good to be here. And uh, kudos to you guys on that. The, a couple of great podcasts in my absence. The Tim Connolly episode was fantastic and i got to be honest i i didn't know a lot about tim connolly but that was he just seems like a nice dude really yeah. funny guy he was uh a lot of people especially when you know we get radio guys in here all the time we yeah. you know yeah. uh, and we get other podcaster guys bloggers they they all understand the podcast medium they understand how it works Tim Connolly comes in here as an executive for the Denver nuggets the general manager you 're expecting a guy to be a little maybe stuffy, maybe not understanding the medium, uh, not to say that you know he doesn 't understand things, but he was he just dove right in and you guys did a great job well, and he I was, really yeah, enjoyed very listening. good he
0: was very good he was very comfortable and it was deep in the bowels of Pepsi Center, as Nate would say, and uh, <clears throat> it was very it was very nice he was very comfortable and uh, it was great to do and then Last week we ended up going to Jigsuit and Spirits, and uh, with our buddy Andy, Andy Feinstein, uh, one of the fellow Denver Stiffs, and great guy as well. I had some great always brings on it. You. He always brings he it. He does well. He's 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 like he's like Nate and I. He's comfortable talking, so it's 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 very good to have someone like him on there who can really really interact with us. On Andy
1: Feinstein likes talking. I know. He's a talker in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Love that guy. So uh, absolutely. You guys did a great job in my absence. And, and uh, it kind of reaffirmed to me what a podcast is all about because I, I spend so much time and have spent so much time you know, doing podcasts that I don't get to listen to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast yeah. that often, frankly, because I have a hard time listening when I'm on it because my voice is just so grating. <laughs> You know, nobody likes the sound of their own voice. You like.
0: don't sound
1: like this, right? <laughs> <man. laughs> <And> like nasal <laughs> ass. But, uh, but, uh, it, I listened to those two episodes as just like a, a, a regular, you know,
0: regular listener would, and, and I really enjoyed it. So great freaking job. Well, good, but, but, uh, but we well, were more concerned about what you have been up to because, you know, everyone knows what Nate and I've been up to. What, what, what are you up to? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. Okay. Jeff. All right.
1: All right. So, uh, on Christmas Eve, yes, Christmas Eve, I go into my job, my day job. Believe it or not, this is not the only way I pay the bills of this podcast. I actually have a day job. It's surprising in, to me Christmas Eve, I am laid off, I am let go, oh my God, let go for my day job <laughs> now, um, the reason why I bring this up is because laid off day before christmas, okay um during a kind of a stressful time, uh, I, have a, I have a wife, the Colorado sports wife. She's six months pregnant. This is, this is
0: real-life stuff. This is them?
1: like, okay, what, yeah. what's going on here? This is like, this can't be, you know. At that time, I'm just like, oh, this is the worst ever. But you know the interesting thing? The, the, the weeks following this, I sleep like a baby. Really? Not a problem in the world. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, all right, I'm laid off. Yeah, yeah, I got a pregnant wife. No big deal. Then, okay, the Broncos beat the Chargers, and now all of a sudden it's the week before the (laughs) AFC championship, and I can't sleep at all. (laughs) I I am restless. (laughs) I keep waking up. I'm tossing and turning. I'm I, I, not kidding. This is a real thing that is happening. Yes. I am so – and this is – we've talked about the absurdity of fandom before yes, on yeah. this podcast and how why do we really care? Why do we really care about these teams? Why do we care about these players when, you know, we're not really – you know I, I don't buy groceries based upon my fandom of the Denver Broncos yeah. or the Denver nuggets or or whoever it is, yet we still are so invested in these teams and and this championship week the, this week leading up to the uh the game on Sunday against the Patriots, I have been I've been up at night worrying about it which is kind of absurd <laughs> and it makes maybe I need to reevaluate my you know where I prioritize things uh, in my life well, but I, I kid you not laid off christmas eve <laughs> pregnant wife uh no at that time no job prospects I, I, I it was it caught me completely off guard yeah. Um, and but then hey everything's fine. <laughs> I felt like it was a vacation. Then
0: this week comes on and I can't sleep. <laughs> you can't sleep because you know the, the the Tom Brady is like haunting your dreams. <laughs> Tom dream.
1: Brady is haunting my dreams. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was him and his UG
1: wearing feet. <laughs> By the way, what's up with the Uggs? Have we talked about this? Why do people hate Uggs so much? And why do they hate Tom Brady? I want a pair of Uggs. They look quite comfortable. They look amazing. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched uh, any Jesse Stone movies? Yes. Tom Selleck? Yes. I love those movies. I think they're made for mm-hmm. TV, yep. like Lifetime or something. I love those movies. Robert uh, Parker, Robert B. Parker is the author of those. Yeah. I've re- read a lot of his uh, little mystery novels. I, I say little. They're huge, like, uh, you know, classic mystery detective novels. Mm-hmm. But they're small. They're short, like 200 pages or less. Uh, and I love it. And Tom Selleck, the man, I love Tom Selleck, wearing Uggs. Yeah it's not a nun, it, it's not a emasculating thing to wear oh. it's not like it's only for girls yeah i like
0: uggs yeah i mean i just i have i've never seen an issue with wearing uggs it's just but you know there's a faux there's a foe manliness with uh Football, so I mean, people, that, you know, you have to be out there wearing nothing but burlap on the gridiron. <laughs> yeah, you have to go out and wear nothing but things that hurt you. <laughs> That's right. In order it's only wool, <laughs> you can only wear wool and boots, <laughs> Not, no sheepskin. You have to con- it's you the, have the to- gridiron. And if you lose a game, the gridiron, <laughs> if you lose a game, you have to go home and roll in ashes and wail at the moon because you lost. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of standards for football, but yes, I mean, this manliness, you know, but you know, at the same time. You look at a pair of Uggs and think, you know, that looks kind of comfortable.
1: They look amazing. Um, yeah, I, I want to get a pair. They're just a little expensive. I, I keep yeah. asking for them for Christmas, and I think my uh, my wife and my, my mom think it's a joke. Because I'm like, yeah, I just want a pair of Uggs in size 13 <laughs> men's. And they're like, "Oh, Ross, you're so funny." I'm like, no, s- please. Sit. And then I'm like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, I was just joking. I was just messing with you." <laughs> you should... <laughs> but you buy me those Uggs, I'm wearing. I'm wearing the hell out of them.
0: Well, maybe Renee, our intern, will uh, get us some Uggs. Oh, yeah, randomly. She, she should do that. An unpaid
1: intern should, at the very least, I... <laughs> spend 140 dollars on a gift that's, for
0: me. You're right. That's the way I look at it. She brings us coffee, so and beer. So yeah. Might by the way, well... Renee. Another scotch and oh, yeah. soda here, um, a little dry there, but
1: yeah, so everything's good this week, though. I've been tossing and turning. I am nervous about this game, yeah. not because of any specific like reason other than it's just a very
0: big game, too. Just and, the biggest game in years.
1: And I was wondering, could you go to your doctor and could you get like a prescription for Xanax just for playoff anxiety? Like is that possible? Like, if I went to my doctor and said I can't sleep, I'm having racing thoughts, I'm cascading thoughts of dread, uh, a little depression and anxiety, I just need, uh, you know, like ten Xanax to get me through the Super Bowl.
0: I think most doctors would prescribe beer. <laughs> well, I got that covered. <laughs> I think that usually would be the prescription for you, dog.
1: But know. but here's here's another th- problem for me. Now, since I've been uh, unemployed, I, I, I haven't been drinking much because you can go out and you can get drunk. Usually it's the opposite. opposite you know what right I mean? Way. What? What's that? You're supposed you to drink usually a drink more. Well, that's involved. the thing. If you're unemployed and you're drunk, then you're a drunk unemployed, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So I've been waiting, and, and I actually got a job offer today, and oh, which is why I'm enjoying some scotch right yes, now. Yes, it's
0: a celebratory. Uh, scotch. Yeah. Well, it's like no, now I, I can finally yeah.
1: drink. Now I have a job.
0: No, he's yeah. You know, he's he's looking very merry. But it's uh, but it's great. Congratulations, by the way. Oh All well, right. thank you. That's that's thank fantastic. Um, you know, and it's one of those it's one of those things where I've I've been at that crossroads too, and that the, there's actually a euphoria that occurs when you are across that, over the Rubicon, so to speak, because you don't have that obligation to go in and slug through the routine every day. So you're like, hey... This is kind of nice
1: there was that there was that moment you're absolutely correct like I oh i actually don't have to go to work tomorrow or the next day I could sleep in. and there is that thing where you know work is work and it does become a little bit of a ball and chain type situation mm-hmm. you you need it but you, you some you can hate it at some point yep. and, and my former employer employer was was certainly a good company i have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about them but uh there was you're right that moment of euphoria of like oh
0: I don't have to go back. Yeah, it's for usually the next day too. You're like, oh wait a minute, oh, and then you lay back and you suddenly all your cares just kind of flow. And out then, they come, then they come rushing back, right back. Like, oh wait a minute, I gotta <laughs> pay things. I can't, I can't pay for rent.
1: But it did make me think about how the, these things are. They can come up. They can sneak up on you. These things happen. If you yeah, else don't. is going through it, then uh, just hey, get back on that horse as soon as you can and uh and hopefully and that's the other thing is I'm I'm probably going to be starting my new job maybe next week. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't wait I wanted another couple weeks <laughs> off. I, you know, I thought at least get me through the Super Bowl, <laughs> but
0: uh at any rate, hey, yeah, you know, the horses for courses, but uh, it's it's still a va- it's a good thing and I'm glad that you were. Well, listen, you got a nice vacation during the holidays which most working stiffs do not get. That's
1: a very good point. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, everything, I will wind up in a better place. Yes. Um, Everything, every change, you know, every change. Usually, if you think about it, change is always for the better. It can be painful in the short term, but hey, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about that. I'm optimistic. Hey, by the way, how was your holidays and New Year's and everything? It's very good. This is not a very timely conversation to have, I guess, because
0: it's now. It's uh, a little delayed. (laughs) Mid-January. Yeah, it's mid-January. People are sitting there going. I hate Christmas. God. <laughs> Pay it off debt. <laughs> Screw you. That's generally how it goes. But yes, because yeah. you know, there's always that thing where you get into mid midway through January and you get those bills that you racked up before, yes. and then you're like I hate Christmas. Yeah. You want to go
1: find your nephew and take back that present and return yeah.
0: it. But it's a good thing about about Christmas is a there's another year for you to forget why you hate christmas yeah. so then you come back to it i must
1: i must say <laughs> i've never once hated christmas even right. post but i do hate the i get a little sick of the uh, music and I, I get a little oh, the sick music you know nuts. like i noticed uh last time there was a like the playoff games right after the first of the year on fox they still had their christmas lights decorating the scoreboard that they put up in the corner and i was like okay guys let's shut it down Get those Christmas lights off. It's the time You don't want now. to be the person that has their Christmas lights <laughs> up too late. Because it just means you don't have... I mean, yeah, you got them up, good for you. But getting them down, that you got to get your shit together and get cool. those off.
0: It's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. You have to get out of the holiday system, uh, season quick. There was always those people in my neighborhoods where I've grown up. Uh, when I grew up in Arvada, there was always that one person in the neighborhood who didn't take their you know, their Christmas lights down till. Valentines Day. and they 're sagging, you know, and then it's like you know then you take start looking at their lawn to see if they've been mowing, you know they, you start seeing if things are not kept up on their house because there just it seems to be like a sign of laziness it's an indicator. <laughs> like what's going on here? It says a lot, it speaks volumes why haven't you taken this down you know but, another another thing that happened over the the holiday break was that we finished up um gamblers on the storm that's right, oh. Right. Man. I just I was
1: you had it I and then had you it. lost it. I had what it. happened? I, it was week sixteen. Just killed me. That man. was I went five and eleven. I think that you week. you went
0: five and eleven. I think I went like eleven and five or twelve and four or something. That that, that did it. That that sealed it up. And then and then I I, had, I, I couldn't believe it because you know when, uh, those are the we had a couple weeks where we were uh, just writing up our picks so we were each independently doing our picks and then putting them on Colorado Sports Guys uh, and I would write them up and then the next day we the next after the the week the week's games happen you look and you do the tabulation and you're like five and how did how did this happen and you just and, and because you don't you're in the moment and you don't think about it so, you know like that when you overtook me i went through like 3 weeks of just wretched picks just And then I big. gave it all back to you. In, in, in one, one week. week. And I was like, what happened? Because I was all prepared for you to win this thing. I was prepared <laughs> as well. I, I wrote a speech and
1: everything, thanking my mom and my first grade teacher. and
0: <laughs> well,
1: But yeah, alas, that wasn't the case. So you won. Congratulations. I did, I did. I, I, well, I, I won, more, but I won for others. Now, yeah, more importantly, Jeff, who. Uh, who won, and, and, and let's let's hear the results. They're very interesting.
0: Well, it's very interesting because we had, it was unprecedented considering we had a tiebreaker.
1: Right. The tiebreaker was uh, the number of points the Broncos, Broncos would score. Yeah,
0: would score, which we would think, you know, there's no way two people would pick the same amount of points. Well, unfortunately, we had, or fortunately, we had two people pick me and right? two people pick the same amount of points. And we're sure there's different people. And they, they are, are the completely same. different people. This is incredible. And uh, we, did they guess the points the Broncos would score the closest, or did they hit it right on? They both hit the same amount of points. They didn't c- c- pick them correctly, but it was the closest. But the, but they both picked me. And of the people who picked me, they they couldn't have. There was no tiebreaker. Essentially. You had two first place winners, right? Which we didn't anticipate. Which means when we started we, this.
1: Now we have a first place and a second place.
0: We have basically this is what we have, this is what happened. We have a one A and a one B. And then and, you're both and, winners, as far as we're concerned. You picked it correctly. Uh, but the first what, prize. What, what did they pick for points?
1: You don't have that information.
0: Four hundred and fifty six points.
1: And what did the Broncos actually
0: score? Something like six hundred something. So they were close, but pretty far off. Which is which? They is, were the
1: closest, but they were far off.
0: Which is uh, absolutely. They were the closest staggering. of the people who picked you. Yeah, and then and then which so crazy. so it's like the criteria. You know, you picked me, but we had two people who tied. So in essence, this is what happened: we had to like flip a coin. We and did, then, and then it's, all right. Did, so did it's, you already flip that coin? We already did. Okay,
1: I was not present for that. Yeah, and Nate and I, I, Nate and I assuming, flipped the coin okay. and.
0: Uh, um, Ross was, Ross was on his extended vacation. So we, uh, <laughs> they, yeah, like, you can call little. it a
1: vacation <laughs> if, you <want>. if, that, <laughs> if that, if that's the, if that feels best for you, yeah, we'll call it a vacation. It doesn't
0: feel best for me. I'm just calling it <laughs> as I see it. Um, so anyway, and this is the way I put, but these are e- both equally good prizes as far as I'm concerned. Correct. Um, I agree. Because first prize... Nobody's going
1: to walk away from this feeling
0: like they got screwed. These are good picks. Yes. First prize is a football signed by one Julius Thomas. Aha. Uh-huh. Orange is Julius that first. Thomas? That's the first time we've announced who the guy was. Yes. First time we've announced. And so all you people who are been hanging, have been hanging in suspense for all season long, and thank you for staying with us, um, that is a, a football signed by one Julius Thomas. And uh, I think you will... Very much enjoy this. Yeah, it's great. It's a keepsake. It's, uh, it's, it's like, a
1: great way to remember the season. No matter what happens, this has been a great season. Julius Thomas has been a huge part of it. Oh, absolutely. We, after last we week,
0: he had a big week uh, last week against the, the I was going to say the Padres, against the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> might as well call them the Padres. <laughs> might, might as well. At this Nobody point, cares. At this point, they're not playing thing. like no. the Padres are. So, um, So the first prize winner after the coin was flipped, but Once again, like I said, equal prizes. Oh, just, the second prize. You can just say the. All right, go give the second prize. The second prize. prize which also <laughs> well, might as well be a first place prize. Which might know. as well be a first place prize. Was a gift certificate, basically a dinner for two, at the Denver Chop House, our, our, our official sponsor. Lo- We're gracious enough to donate this for our contest, and it's right. amazing. It's $100. And it's just like you can eat a lot of – of, I mean, even at the Chop House, you can have a lot of food with that. It'll be fan- – I mean, I, last time I was at the Chop House, I had a – just went there for lunch, and I had a French dip sandwich. It was the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. It's, it was, he's not kidding.
1: It, it he's was, not kidding, people. It's that good.
0: It's that good. So um, without further ado, now it's time to announce who is getting the football signed by Julius Thomas. It is one Jesse – hovis jesse Eight. hovis Casey, jesse hovis h-o-v-i-s
1: very good yay congratulations jeff yay. jesse hovis dude good call on the morton uh, i would have gone a different way so jesse's <laughs> okay. smarter than me <laughs>
0: yes uh, uh, ross would have gone the ross direction <laughs> um and 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 listen that's hey
1: i guessed 155 games right this year that's not bad you ended up with 160 that's excellent I, so good job. Good yeah. job, Jeff. Good job, Jesse Hovis. Jesse, that, that's... Enjoy that football.
0: That's... Thank you. Thank you for participating, too. And second prize, which is really just the first prize because you both won, uh, Deanna Austre. Deanna Austre. Yes. Good for you, Deanna. Deanna Can Austre. Can I call you D? D? Great job. (laughs) You won the gift certificate to the Denver Chop House. Both equally good prizes, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Our official sponsor, like I said, Denver Chop House, was gracious enough to donate us that wonderful, wonderful prize. So you both are winners in our book. Uh, Nate, Ross, and I all thank you for participating. Everyone who participated in the contest. We had massive participation on Twitter and Facebook and it was just the people we, emailing us. People, we, we were, all yeah. appreciate all of you, and we thank you so much for doing it because you know that tells you a lot of a lot of people listen to our podcast. And you know, what, next next year when we do Gambles on the Storm, and I'm sure it'll be even bigger. So thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for everyone who participated, and uh, those are the prizes. And uh, oh, hey, hey, we'll get those we'll in the happy. mail. Uh, well, we're going to send them out early after. February. Yeah, we're yeah. going to send them out after the Super Bowl. Which hopefully um, the Broncos. Are hopefully playing, it'll yeah. be a v- Broncos victorious football sign, and then whoever, uh, and then Deanna. If you you know when you go out with your uh, loved one to the chop house, you'll have something to celebrate. So, um, or anyway. just go by yourself. Spend hundred dollars on yourself. Spend hundred dollars on yourself. I mean, <laughs> that's going to be very hard to do, but you can get like one of those big ass steaks or something <laughs> like
1: that. You know. get four of them.
0: Just as, as, like
1: that's how you have to say it though. Big ass, fantastic. Steaks. Well, again. Let me reiterate, thanks to everybody who participated. Thanks to the Chop House. Jeff Morton, congratulations. Uh, I would be uh, remiss if I did not mention Nate Timmons did take last place. Um, I wasn't
0: going to bring that up, but yeah. It was um, pretty
1: distant, too, if I recall. Well,
0: it was almost disgraceful, but I didn't want to go there. But it's, it was. It's I, important
1: to mention. It was just you know, like it's full disclosure at this point. Well, it was really a poor effort. Nate, Nate Timmons that was horrible at picking
0: football games. Yeah, that's. And he played football, and I. He, you know, it's like he I forgot. Forgot. a lot of people played football. Yeah, that's true. It's like he forgot everything he learned. It doesn't. It's mean, he.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean he knows anything about. That's it. That's true. That's true. And he yeah. was an offensive. And speaking line, of so. Nate Timmons, uh, he is. Uh, on the road. We always joke, whenever somebody's not here, they're quote-unquote on assignment. Nate Timmons is actually on assignment. Yes, uh,
0: for Denver Stiffs. uh...
1: And we're going to talk about the Nuggets, uh, some of their successes and Mm -hmm. some of their streaks and some of the drama that's been going on over there at the Pepsi Center. Uh, Really kind of fun to watch what's going on, I think. Um, this, This Nuggets team is kind of... Throwing everybody for a loop. Uh, Everybody thought that they were not going to be great. Everybody thinks that they, you know, some people thought they had potential, but they're kind of like proving everybody wrong in that they're not great, but they're not. Tanking, but they're—I don't know. It's a fun—it's a fun thing to watch.
0: <laughs> that's a bet. That's the best description of the Nuggets I've heard so far. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is they're proving everybody wrong. They're proving yeah. everybody who supported them. Proving everybody who uh <laughs> <Detracted. was> Detractors. <laughs> they're proving them all wrong. They're right in the middle. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're gonna get into some headlines as well, uh, which we're gonna do right now. Let's take a little break and uh, come back. Unless you have anything else to add, Jeff. I do not. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, since I'm in the driver's seat and running the boards, let me go ahead and give myself a here. Oh yeah, headlines are back. Headlines are back. Okay, so uh, I I, I do not have a lot of headlines tonight, um, which might be weird because hey, Ross, you've had uh, you know uh, over a month to prepare them. That's true. Since it was, I think it's been about a month since I've been, you know. Yeah, I think it's right at a month.
0: This is a month yeah. But but I was looking
1: at my notes. I, I keep some notes kind of uh, on my phone. Leading up, and all my headlines were like, Well, if the Broncos play the
0: Colts, in the
1: what happens if they play Kansas City? in the second round, oh, okay, well, I guess got to scroll through all that. <laughs> and here we go Denver Post today uh, by Mark Kisla uh, Patriots' Tom Brady blocks Broncos' path to the Super Bowl. Um, duh.
0: Oh, okay, but blocking would intend that he's impeded us. Well,
1: I think it's this is like a headline that's meant to kind of like be like, "Whoa, what's he talking about?" Uh. Um, Here's another one. Uh, I mean, here here's the thing: the Broncos playing the Patriots is a perfect game. There's so many. Wait, should be there's so many storylines surrounding it outside of you know what's going on on the field for sure. That's true. And this is interesting. I just happen to be of the opinion that the Broncos are a better team than the Patriots this year. Me too. And playing at home, going to be good weather. I I say, hey. And by the way, I think the weather thing was, that whole thing was solved months ago. It's totally a small factor. Uh, At any rate, here we go. Um, This is uh, in the Denver Post by Patrick Saunders. Uh, Peyton Manning said... I assume. It's Peyton Manning colon. You know how they say that? Like yeah. The headlines. Peyton, like, Man- Peyton Manning colon. Broncos <laughs> most focused on finishing drives versus Patriots.
0: Hmm.
1: This is This is where the beating the dead horse comes about. And this is something that I'm getting a little... I, I, actually, I'm not getting a little sick of or, or tired of. It's I've been this way for a long time. It's that these interviews uh, that they do every week on press day or whatever, and they'll talk to Peyton Manning, they'll yeah. talk to John Elway, they'll talk to John Fox. There is really very little information gathered from this type This type of thing. They speak in cliches. They, 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 they speak and, yeah. in cliches. They're going to give you the exact same things over and over again. A lot again. of you knows and any times. And, yeah. There was a funny moment <laughs> where somebody, and all of a sudden, for some reason, this week, it's blowing up all over the internet about peyton manning's use of omaha Omaha, which has been going on all year people for two years two years Uh, yeah yeah. um which i I think is is cool but it's like well i know the broncos were one of the highest watched or high biggest audiences uh, in television i think it was the biggest broncos the whole season yeah why now does this come around and one, one of the best things i've heard peyton manning say and he's always good for a little joke or two a larf Yes, but he said somebody asked him, "What does Omaha mean?" And his his response was was uh, I don't know who asked it. I saw it on something. Yeah, it was Denver I, Post I listened, or something. I listened to the the presser. Yeah, it was. And, and he said, "What is that? A fan write in question?" Yeah, yeah. Is that a question that some fan wrote in? And that is hilarious because that kind of shows Peyton Manning's contempt for this process uh-huh. as it is. And 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 you know what? It is a contemptible process. It's. Kind of a joke.
0: Yes, it is. I
1: listen to KOA all the time and they will interview John Elway or they'll interview John Fox and there is nothing there's no information gathered from it's this. Pablum. It's it's just I don't know what that means, but
0: yeah. It's pablum. <laughs> It's, it's mind numbing. It's it's like it's okay, look at it this way. It is the um, Super Bowl week. They have media day, I think, the Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday before um, the Super Bowl. And some of the worst questions conceivable are asked during media day. Just is it, uh
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, Peyton, is it going to be – do you find it's important to get out to an early lead? <laughs> how, how important is it that you guys stop them on third down? Yeah, this is where it starts. Uh, It's important. Yeah. Wait, so, like, (laughs) how important is it you guys have more points than the other team at the end of the game? (laughs) And now I am not, of course, I am not ridiculing the the writers and the journalists who who do this for a job. And, by the way, they have a very difficult job. Writing 500,000 words every day is a difficult job to do. I know you do it with the Nuggets as well. Yeah. Uh, but some but the but the there's a requisite that is required traditionally in sports journalism that is we need quotes from players coaches yeah. Uh, executives uh, yeah and i'm not sure i understand why that's important anymore because they don't really say that much i think it's especially wh- football
0: well, especially, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: especially in an organization that's run like the Broncos is right now. Oh, yeah. Where you have a team that is basically a machine. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it after a big loss or something like that. You want to get a Denny Green-type meltdown. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you want to get Crowd somebody up. to say something stupid. <laughs> but uh, other than that, other than hoping for a train wreck, you know, and and even if you are hoping for a train wreck, that's not really what – you know, what? Like that's not really what you should want to be hoping well, for. Well, t- you should be hoping for insightful information. Yeah. And when you put a room of 20 guys in there barking questions at Peyton Manning, it's like, ah, who cares? Well, this you don't is, get... I mean, this that's is a,
0: not a, interesting. You don't get anything. And that's the thing. It's like you, you hear John Fox every single week, and he says every, the same thing every single week. How does that sound? <laughs> um, what we're going to do today is, uh, you know, pay. Peyton uh, had a good game, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was really good for us to get out and get a lead. And uh, uh, I just had a heart attack recently. Uh, and <laughs> uh, uh, I had I had bypass surgery, and it was wonderful. But you know, it's 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 hard when you don't get anything for people to come up with good provoking questions because you're always hitting against a wall. But the fact that they still go through it. It's kind of like lemmings going over a cliff. I mean, it's And the then once thing. somebody
1: picks up on something, like, for instance, the Omaha thing, yeah. every single publication out there is writing their version of the Omaha thing. They're looking the for Omaha crumbs. Thing. It's and, crumbs. And uh, the Omaha thing is awesome. Now that they have the... I don't think this has always been the case. They haven't always had the parabolic microphones picking up what's going on That's on the field as much as they did now. Or maybe they had them, but they weren't... Turning it up for the live broadcast. Mm-hmm. Now it is something to behold, watching them. And and I've never seen it done as effectively as what they did against the Chargers. Oh man, it was. You could watch it happening, and you're watching the Chargers fall for it every, every single time. five times. Peyton Manning, five times. and I thought it was more than that. Yeah, but Peyton Manning goes up there, gets them to show their hand, changes the play, and has a successful successful play after that. And and I and I, I was just like I was mesmerized by it because you could sit there and you really felt like you were watching a game from an informed standpoint as in I can see what's going on in the field. It hasn't been that well done in a long time yeah. as far as I have been a fan well, where you can see you could see the guy's bite and then he goes all right Omaha Omaha uh, got him. Well not only did
0: they bite, you had five Five um, offside penalties. Neutral zone infractions. Five of them. I mean, Elway had a really good hard count. I mean, he'd go, you know, he'd do that. Red 98. Red 98. Red 98. Red 98. Set up. What? You know, he'd do that. And um, this was done completely differently than that and uh, it was amazing to watch i it, they said that's a record and no one's done that 5 times in one game never which is just like amazing to me because i thought elway did it like more than that in one game but i well, mean he was still... known for it absolutely and he was known for drawing him off and you would bob his head too but this was this was amazing because uh manning wasn't doing the inflections he wasn't doing any of that they were just jumping off and because they were like so ready and they already showed their hand you know as you were saying because I think a little bit of that was like an "oh crap, we got to get to him" because he's already figured us out a thing, and that happens a lot when defenses get really jumpy, and uh, obviously that's what happened because they jumped off sides. So,
1: <laughs> and and I and I see it as the Chargers came in; their basically their only game plan was to disrupt the Broncos' offense enough to where they could then. Beat them by default, but beat them by just getting enough points up on the board. Dominating the ball, and so you could see that throughout the entire game. And if the Patriots come in on Sunday, and they're planning on blitzing. They're planning on uh, putting pressure on Peyton Manning the whole game. That plays right, I think, into the Broncos' strong suit because yep. the Broncos showed on Sunday that their offense is formidable enough to put it together. And now they only put up, you know, they put up fewer points than they probably have all season. I think twenty-four points.
0: That's twenty. To be the... well, uh, they scored twenty against the San Diego Chargers that game. That's right. That short week game. And and
1: I'll tell you one thing: the Chargers' defense, I think, is better than the Patriots. Oh, it's much better. So than the I, I, I would I would expect a, a similar type of they, the,
0: Eric Weddle like haunts Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, he I just like that Weddle guy. Yeah, he believe just it or not, I hate every Charger, but I like Weddle. I wish he was on our team. <laughs> it's, it's like he haunts Peyton Manning, but there's no one like that on the on the Patriots. And let's face it. People keep pointing to that. Uh, that well, you know, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this going forward. But I, I got thoughts on relating the last game the Broncos played against played. All right, to this so one. let's yeah. do
1: that. I have one more headline here. All right, All um, right. as we kind of uh, diverged into some uh, Broncos talk here. Headline: Denver Post by Colleen Slevin. Who? Oh, actually, she's of the Associated Press. Ah. I read this in the Denver Post. Ah, by the way, did you hear Nate's the girl. the lady that uh, had that r- ridiculous the laser idea the, of the yes, laser? Gone. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> that just shows you the power <laughs> and the Colorado voice. The car sports, sports guys. guys. That's right. They said she got a better job, and yeah. and whatever. we shamed her. Is what's no, she, yeah. that's what happened. She yeah. yeah, whatever her name was. Idiot, Joan Neeson. Joan Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> she was not an idiot. That was an idiotic <laughs> idea. It's dangerous. You can't have lasers. <laughs> People, how would people walk onto Laser the field if there were lasers? Lit. At any rate, uh, The Associated <laughs> Press by Colleen Slevin. Um, Colorado biathlete gives up Olympic spot for twin. I did not see this. If there was a sub headline, it would say, and nobody noticed. <laughs> Should we do that again? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Huh? <laughs> now, now, here's the thing. here's the thing. Now, uh, what do you think? Now, the Olympics are coming up here pretty yes, soon. Are. Yeah, and, and I love so the change. Olympics. Okay, I, I will watch the Olympics. You love the Olympics? I love watch the Olympics. It's so fun. It's I remember
0: it... you loved uh, the Summer Olympics a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, I did, and I loved the Winter Olympics a couple years before that. Now, where do you rank? All right. where In the Winter Olympics, we'll keep it to that, what are your favorite events to watch?
0: Um, Let
1: me guess. Yeah. No,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead. Figure skating.
1: Yes. <laughs> How did I know?
0: I love You know, I I was a big fan of Johnny Weir. Yeah, Johnny Weir's the man. And then I I heard him talk, and I'm like, oh, Johnny. Why? Because Why he's very effeminate? No, it's just, he said, it's just, it's just the Olympics. John, no, it's just, he just doesn't. It's just like sometimes you just want the illusion of of people to remain an illusion, you know. And then they they start talking, and you're like, "Wait, nah, so like, what know.
1: was your uh, uh, impression of Johnny Weir before
0: you heard him speak?" It, 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 there was no impression of him. See, that's the thing. Oh, I see. I didn't want there to be an established impression after that, other than outside of his outside of his skating. And then so I. So you
1: wanted him to be just the silent stoic. No, not that Olympic I wanted the medalist.
0: Be. Not that I wanted to be. It's just you know you have this fixed image of someone, and then you hear you see them like talk about like what's happening in Russia with the gay thing, and you are like, "Now is Johnny, Johnny weird State retired? Corporate chill, um, or is he still? An no, advocate? yeah, he's retired. He's, he's retired. Yeah, he's he's done, and so he's he's broadcasting the the figure skating fantastic, associate. and he was a fan. I mean, for those of you, okay, this is getting a little into the weeds here." This is. This is we might as well call it the Colorado weeds. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is Colorado. Um, we're getting into the weed. <laughs> we. Just like we're heavy sativa here, and he was a fantastic, dominant figure skater. Right. <laughs> dominant figure. skater. I'm not sure that's ever been uttered before. Dominant. dominant. And I don't mean he was an aggressive top. <laughs> All right. I no, mean, that's not what uh, nobody mean, was going there. Try. But anyway, <laughs> he he was very good. But most of the time, figure skating is like this this, you know, this is a graceful thing. First, you know, obviously, when I was a kid, I really started watching figure skating a lot. You were, would you say you were drawn to it? Well, I don't know if I was drawn to it. But, <laughs> yes. just, but anyway, yeah. But there's also uh, what uh, I've always liked uh, it was down- downhill. Downhill like Alpine, Alpine downhill down. Yeah, the, the really long. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The really long. game. Lindsey Vaughn's not going to be in it. I know. That's disappointing. And that she because she complete. Just, she doesn't have an ACL anymore. Well,
1: she had. All we read about, and and Denver's probably a unique space in that. And I don't know if she gets national coverage, but like we were getting Lindsey Vaughn articles in our local newspapers and news on TV. On a weekly basis, it seems yep. like for the past four years, uh, she's yep. constantly in the news, which I like. Cause she's a Colorado girl. Colorado and zone. We love her. We yep. love Lindsey Vonn. Uh, Colorado has a pretty good reputation for producing olympic Olympi- Olympic athletes.
0: She and Tiger, or...
1: and Tiger Woods, who one of my favorite athletes as well. So, oh, is he?
0: Oh yeah, I love Tiger Woods. That's right. You like golf too? I love golf. That's right. Love golf.
1: Um, but uh, my favorites now. They me- I mentioned bi- yeah. the biathlon. That, to me, is, is my favorite winter Olympic event because it's practical.
0: What, are they, what do they do in the bi-athletes? That's the
1: cross-country skiing oh, and, the, that's and right. target shooting. That's right. This is like a skill that, after the apocalypse happens, the biathletes will run the world because it will be in a nuclear winter, <laughs> and we're going to need somebody to go get food, and there's not going to be any cars because you know we'll have no more oil or gas. <laughs> so we're going to have these Olympic athletes, biathletes, Cross-country skiing around and shooting deer for us to eat—I love it. Um, there's pretty much nothing else. If in they the don't winter, have their own enclave, there's nothing else in the Winter Olympics or really in any sport that doesn't have an equally practical uh, application in the real world than the
0: biathlon. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't want—I don't know about practical. I don't know how, how much archery you would do like outside of a zombie. Yeah, archery is pretty good. I, I could see that. That's up
1: there. But the biathlon—it's the—it's the, it's the Double threat—it's the cross-country skiing and the shooting. I love it. Yeah, uh, it never makes it on TV. How about um,
0: luge? Luge is cool. Luge, luge is cool. I like it's the so fast. And but I mean, I think four years ago someone died, right? That at Salt Lake. It was in Canada. In well, was in Canada? Yeah, I think it was the canyon, in Vancouver. When I were think yes, yeah, yeah. somebody
1: died. Um, I like those events. You know, all the sledding events because each. Like for instance, you're watching the biathlon, and that's a long thing. Like that could take ten, twenty minutes. Yeah. The 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 luge races and the bobsledding and the skeleton, they're very mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. They are quick. Like so you could sit there and you can get into it and you could see who's gonna beat what and how long does it take to go down this track. It's like you know, twenty seconds, thirty seconds or whatever it is, and you can try. and so it's very it's very fun to watch that aspect of thing. I also am a big fan of the half pipe. I love the snowboarding.
0: Oh, you like that? Because that's a recent thing. That's, you know, over the last 10 years, right? Whoa. Yeah, I mean. I yeah, think I introduced think. that about 2000. Salt, Salt Lake. When was Salt Lake? 2002?
1: 2002. Was it? I think yeah. that might have been the first year of the half-bite. Maybe, yeah. maybe oh, the one 12 before. years ago. yeah. Of course, every time travels, so time yeah. travel. But anyway, I'm excited for the Olympics. Uh, it's not like we're going to cover it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> this, I, this is I probably it's a, fun. But we it's...
0: we re- we covered um, the 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 Summer Olympics a little. We talked about uh, women's volleyball and uh, all that stuff. So and Missy Franklin, Missy Franklin, Colorado's right? new. Sweetheart. So we'll talk. I mean, we'll talk about it because you know. Let's face it. Everyone after the Super Bowl, everyone is going to be watching the Olympics. Yes. So I mean. It's 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 prescient, and topical. So and it's good water cooler stuff. Yes, it is. Um,
1: did we already? Are we going What are we gonna do here? Take a break? Come back and talk about the Broncos? Yeah. Is that what it is? We didn't already cover that? No. No? Nope. All right. Be right back. <laughs> Now would be a good time to remind everybody about our affiliate partnership with Amazon.com. Remember, folks, and we, we we see you doing it, go do your shopping at Amazon.com. But first, first, click the banner at the top of ColoradoSportsGuys.com. You go there, you click that banner, and then whatever you purchase after that for the next 24 hours, we get a little cut of that. It's a very small percentage, but it's enough to keep the uh, – the, the hosting going as we like to call it. Well, you guys went up the Way podcast Above hosting. and Beyond in December. Yeah, December was fantastic. Keep it up. And hopefully you guys got a little taste of what buying online can do. Amazon has all a lot of the same products that you buy elsewhere. Move that uh activity over to Amazon and click that banner too. Get yourself some free two day shipping if you sign up for sign up for Amazon Prime, which you can also do from Clarisportsguys dot com if you click the banner on the left. It's not that complicated. And trust me, once you get on to this type of thing, this behavior, you're gonna love it. it, it it's absolutely the best
0: way to do it. Oh, absolutely. Ankle socks.
1: Yeah. Nate gets all Nate gets a weekly. Uh, delivery of ankle socks.
0: You should see his house. It's, it's just nothing but ankle socks. Just,
1: uh, you would not believe. I mean, some people love things. Nate loves ankle socks more than anything I think his house.
0: his bed, I think, is made of ankle socks. I, so. Yeah. If you look at his jacket closely, it's a quilt of ankle socks. Ankle <laughs> socks. It's, it's just all ankle socks.
1: So anyway, thanks for supporting us that way. <laughs> now, that, now that I'm running the board... I lo- I'm loving having control over this.
0: So you've got a taste of control
1: again. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> looking at all the, my options over here, I'm like, hmm, when can I play some Herb Alpert? I like Herb Alpert. Bop, bop. Anyway, a big, big game. Uh, I talked about the anxiety that yeah. I'm feeling. And, and it's not. I'm a little concerned that I, you're I, losing sleep. I wouldn't want to trivialize true anxiety that people, some people feel. Yeah. Because that's not what I'm saying. It, but i do feel uh, uh anxious about this game and and it's not because i think the broncos have are are outmatched i don't i think uh, i think that on paper on the field the broncos are a better team yeah. but it's this is the afc championship big. game there was a lot of talk after the regular season when we were sitting around here watching the wild Card weekend yeah. and people were talking about which team they didn't want to face or which team they did want to face. And, and well, if we play the Colts and that, ah, we play the Chiefs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, at this point here, strength of schedule means nothing. Whatever team you're facing, even in last week's divisional round, whatever get, opponent you have, it's going to be a tough fight yep. no matter what. Yep. Uh, you know, when you look at the parody across the entire NFL, mm-hmm. except for a few outliers that are horrible, and even they're, even a horrible team could beat a good team, yeah. could beat an exceptional team. So then when you look in the playoffs, it's like, now we're basically saying it's an evenly matched game. Yeah. And I don't care if you're looking at Vegas odds or you're looking at spreads. This is going to be a tough match, whoever you're playing. Now, it just so happens that the Broncos and the Patriots, have a long history yes, of, of meeting in the playoffs. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have a long history, so there are a lot of storylines going along with this. Mm-hmm. I think that every fan out there, if you have a vested interest in the Broncos, the Patriots, should be a little nervous about this game. There yeah. should be a little anxiety.
0: And I just, so it, I'm a little concerned for you, though. If you're losing sleep over this, I'm. I'm I, I'll I, be I don't. Okay. I mean, I'll I mean, okay I want too. you to. I want you to be able to relax and enjoy the yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Scotch. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's interesting because you know before the segment began and the previous one, I was talking about the previous matchup with the Patriots from earlier this year. Worst, one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> You can learn absolutely nothing from that game. Which Primera- means I have a good life, if that's of the worst him, yeah, things, right? yeah, That's true. Uh, if, they, if that's the low point, then you have <laughs> nothing but high points. Um, and I was thinking about that game. And it's like the Broncos, if you remember in that game, no Sean Moreno had like 200 yards rushing or something like that. It was insane. And, the, and I realized there was one reason they did that. There was no Julius Thomas in that game. They weren't throwing to the tight end. He was not playing. Virgil Green was in there blocking for run exclusively. Interesting. So they had a game. So Julius Thomas is going to be the difference maker. I believe so. Julius Thomas is the – he and Wes Welker are the ones that tend to make the most dynamic difference on this offense because you notice the difference in the the way the Broncos ran when they played San Diego this time – when they had Wes Wilker in there, as opposed to the last game where they had uh, Jacob Tammy running the slot. You know, Wes Wilker is just a better slot receiver, him and his Darth, you know, his uh, Lord Helmut Helmet helmet. You know? I, I was looking at him <laughs> before the game, and they're showing
1: warm ups. And, and I was watching the game with my dad, and we were both talking about how young he looked. And I was like, why does he look so different? What is so different? And my dad was just like, I- his helmet's bigger. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're right." It's I like a not, kid in his dad. It did not helmet, pick yeah. it up, but like even his
0: eyes look so bright and blue <laughs> it's you because know, he like... hasn't been con- re- repeatedly concussed over the <laughs> his last. Pupils were of... normal yeah. size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because you cannot learn anything from that game because the Broncos played differently in the first New England game. They played different than they had in every other game. Every they ran the ball constantly. Constantly in that game, and Peyton Manning had no rhythm, and it took him the entire second half to get a rhythm, and then he finally did the last drive. Because remember, and this uh, was
1: in the you're talking about the first Patriots
0: game. Yeah, the first Patriots yeah. game, and uh, it was the last drive of regulation. It was a ballsy drive. It was a ballsy drive. Drove down the field and he had the touchdown to Decker, I think. In, in the, I, I, as I remember, sounds right. I, I don't remember. And it was it was a it was a ballsy drive. You're right. It was a ballsy drive. And then you know, in overtime. Chris Harris hits the ball and muffs the ball and, you know, the Broncos end up losing. But, you know, people's memory of the game is the comeback by the Patriots when they really should be remembering the Broncos came back and the Broncos played differently in that game and and Del Rio was still coaching then, as I remember. I
1: don't know if people are remembering the wrong thing when they remember the Patriots' comeback. (laughs) (laughs) It was... A 24-point deficit. That's true. And what is the situation with the Broncos' defense? They seem to be kind of simultaneously great. And I don't just mean great. I mean exceptional. Because they do have this ability to shut out teams for quarters, three quarters. Yeah, they shut out. Good. The Chargers. Chargers for three quarters. Are a strong offensive team. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we know that they benefited from Chris Harris getting injured. Yes, I am not did. as worried about that coming up because I think Champ Bailey is is probably good enough to fill that position now. I, I don't know if they're going to put him in that situation or not. But I think Champ Bailey is Champ Bailey, and I think that he has the ability to step up in a game like this. I think if not having Chris Harris gives them the opportunity to game plan around it, and, the, and I think game plan is going to have a lot to do with it.
0: By the way, I credited Chris Harris with that muff. That was actually Tony Carter. It was Tony Carter, who, who, who might be on the field this week. Is who that... may be the uh, the cornerback? Yeah, you know, to because Chris Harris is out. So, because I think they're going to keep Champ at the slot. because what he's been, he's been doing. nickel Running this little nickel slot. Yeah. Well, so
1: it's a good, you know, it's good that there are some options that we we hired or. Signed the new guy. I, I don't know. Marquise, Marquise
0: Cole. Marquise Cole. Who was formerly know. on the New England Patriots. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that was window dressing. I don't think they can really learn it. Oh, anything, no. Right. I think,
1: uh, didn't the Broncos bring on a guy, or didn't the Patriots bring on a guy from the Broncos last year or something? That's
0: right. They did. I don't who, was remember it? who it was. Is I
1: this right? Okay. People. Let us know via Twitter who that was. Because... It's a little gamesmanship. There's, there's things that go on outside of the field of play. So, hey, maybe this is one of their little attempts. Um, I know that Belichick is already trying to play mind games by keeping Tom Brady out of practice yesterday. Oh, which was a load of crap. It was a complete yeah. load of crap. It, of crap. it, it, it means nothing, it, it, but it, it's something that teams that think at an elevated level do, Yeah, that are thinking they're playing chess, not checkers. And I think the Broncos are right there with them. I, I mm-hmm. think there's no better chess players in the league than than Peyton Manning, John Fox, John Elway. I think they're just class. Well, the Broncos are
0: laser focused right now. I think, and I really like their approach. But they don't seem tight. No, they're not tight. They at all. seem loose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they
1: really do. There's been times, especially last season where their their success seemed a little tenuous. Mm-hmm. It really did. They seemed tight. They seemed like they were on edge. They seemed like they were they they were so scared of not succeeding that 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 I think that's what
0: happened against Baltimore. Well, this what, year they seem a little looser. You would know this though. I mean, you know, as we know. Ross Martin was at that game and are you, are you really going to bring up the worst day of my life? Yes, because... because uh, the worst day of my life against
1: the Baltimore he, Ravens last year?
0: It was the worst day of his, of, of his life. My knee a, still clicks. Yes. My it, knee
1: clicks when I walk downstairs. It's the worst day of his life because my of the My left cold. knee clicks when I walk downstairs. <laughs> my right knee clicks when I walk upstairs because of that game.
0: Yes, that game. That game. But he was there, but I think you could... It should have speak. been a part of that class action lawsuit yes, against the NFL. <laughs> You you know, this is one of those things, though, and I think you could speak to this. There was a feeling of anxiety before that game. Like, everyone was tense. The team, the the crowd, the the crowd was tense before this one, but they stepped up. You notice the crowd in the San Diego game was louder than I've heard them in years.
1: I obviously wasn't there, because I will never go back to Mile High Stadium ever again. that's right. Um, (laughs) I went to a couple games this year. But I won't be back in the playoffs. That's for damn sure. I, it's going to be like 60 I don't degrees have, on I don't have, I'm too fragile. <laughs> I'm still in mourning from last year. But, but yeah, this supposed to be nice this Didn't weekend. you feel it though last year the that
0: kind of sense of like dread? I, you know what I felt
1: game? during that game was nothing because I was frozen solid numb. <laughs> I felt nothing. <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> the worst experience of my life.
0: It was amazing going into that game cuz people were like maybe overconfident, but I was always tense. It was just I remember just sitting there watching the game, and I had a feeling. I was just tense and not feeling good. This game against the, the, the Chargers, I saw a loose team. I saw a team that knew they were going great. to win.
1: And what about Phillip Rivers? And his hissy fits. Oh.
0: Now you see Robert was, Ayers making fun of yes, him. Yes, that it was, it was just spot on. <laughs> that
1: was spot on. That was great. But anyway, big game. I I really hope we record next week with the Broncos on their way to the Super Bowl because I I tell you there's, there's very few things as a sports fan that's as exciting as watching your team go to the Super Bowl. And the way I see things is that the toughest opponent from here on out will be the Patriots. I don't care if it's the Niners or the Seahawks. I think the Broncos' toughest opponent will be the Patriots. Well, specifically, and that's the Seahawks. kind of always the way it is. I think a lot of people are saying the Seahawks and the Niners are really hot shit. I, I don't I've think. Watched that, I them think all. people have overrated them, um, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick and I don't think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson have the former Rockies draft pick. Former Rocky. <laughs> well, you always say former. Once a Rockies draft pick, always a, a Rocky. I, I draft have. A, it's kind of like being
0: an alcoholic. I have a yeah, even if you <laughs> don't make me don't make don't make me divert from my stick it's firmly established okay uh, but you know, point taken. It, but Touché, it's, you're right, but it's interesting with the seahawks because let's face it away from Seattle they're not the same team now I think San Francisco actually is a better team to be quite honest with you
1: than the than the seahawks than
0: the seahawks and you know, it's it's gonna be one of those things, either one of those teams, I feel completely confident that the Broncos will beat them. Completely. I I I am too. I'm I'm just, I just I've never let's, been let's,
1: get, let's talk about this next week. Yeah. That's just Ross horse and all that. You see Ross is rigid. There's right not now enough wood there's not enough wood <laughs> in this room upon which I can knock. <laughs>
0: And this is—we're recording this on a Thursday, so the anxiety is worse right oh, now man. than it would be like two days ago. I, 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 but
1: I'm excited. There really is. This is a fun time to be a sportsman. Yeah, it is. These it are really the good is. times. Yeah. The past the two years days, have been will. the good, good years, and even before that. I, and I keep thinking about Tebow and how great that was
0: when they beat the, the Steelers. And... Yeah,
1: no, they beat uh, they beat the Steelers. Yeah, in the playoffs, it was. And then who they lose to? Baltimore, or no, not
0: Baltimore, Uh, the Patriots. Patriots.
1: And then with Plummer, we beat the Patriots and then lost to the Steelers. Yep. In the AFC Championship. It was reversed. All right, I'm with you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about this enigmatic Denver Nuggets team. So I had a pretty fun night the other night Uh, about a week ago. uh, It was actually a week ago today. I had the privilege of attending a Nuggets game about 13 rows up from midcourt on the uh, side opposite the benches. Oh, that's a good seat. Great seats. Uh, I hadn't been to a Nuggets game in quite a while. And I was fortunate enough to attend on the country and western night. (laughs) Because I always bitch and complain about all the rap music they play, and I'm like, God, why? Why does it have? Why does everything have to be hip hop? You know, why? why? Like, why can't? I mean, we are in Denver, right? Why can't they play Garth Brooks or some George Strait? You know, to get the crowd going. Why? You know, why basketball? It, it's not just entirely in uh, uh, an urban sport. Pretty much people. <laughs> no, it's it's
0: even even it's a
1: global it's a global <laughs> sport you think people in lithuania you know don't have horses and donkeys and there is serbian rap <laughs> i'm sure it's pretty good i've heard it but uh <laughs> but anyway i'm there on country <laughs> western night where they play uh they played garth brooks and country music but was like dj Petey or what's his name oh dj beds dj beds was playing it with uh, uh like a underlying bass groove <laughs> Was he doing any scratching? So, uh, oh yeah, he was scratching yeah. the shit out of it. He was killing it as always. But he had a plaid shirt on, you know. Um, but uh, it was a fun night, and the the Nuggets just destroyed the Thunder that night.
0: Oh, you went on the Thunder when they went to play the Thunder? Didn't oh, I that say that had, was a good idea. No,
1: you said you just you said. Yeah, I night saw night. Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, so they destroyed the Thunder. Durant oh, is just like when you watch a guy play like Durant. You see the difference between and the difference is not great between a guy like him and, you know, NBA players in general as far as like these are the top athletes at that position. Yeah. But just to see a guy who is at that top top tier of just the, one of the smoothest basketball players you can possibly see. Like when you watch a uh, a guy like Steph Curry, yeah. right? He has got a great shot, but he seems frenetic. He seems like it's – that's how you, hey, you could tell the difference between, like, a streaky player and just yep. a guy who's smooth. Uh, Kevin Durant is one of those guys. LeBron James is a guy like that. Yeah. But Kevin Durant, I feel like, is a better player than LeBron because LeBron, a lot of where his skill comes from is just pure physical just exceptionalism. Yeah. I mean, that guy is an exceptional – He's uh, a tight end playing basketball. And, and he way. is yeah. he is, you know, I mean – Absolutely talented, but, like, Kevin Durant is just pure basketball. Smooth. Just, just smooth. It's, it's, like, even his layups, just everything. And uh I really enjoyed watching Kevin Durant play in person. I thought it was a great spectacle. Mm-hmm. But then I also liked watching the Nuggets just beat up on him. Randy Foy, I think, had 26
0: points. Oh, that's where seven. they were raining threes Oh, down they line. were killing yeah. it.
1: They were killing <laughs> it, man. And I love that. And uh, then Fournier uh,
0: had a good night, too. For, never... for,
1: yeah, Fournier was in there having a good game. Uh, it was a great game to watch. I enjoyed it. And, and I think I'm going to go back. And this was just like a day or two after um, uh, uh,
0: Andre. Oh, yeah. what's his name?
1: Andre Miller. Andre Miller. Thank you.
0: Uh, was suspended. Has he been back at all? No. no. No, he's, he's, he's uh, not around the team. <laughs> These, Conduct detrimental. Yeah, and, you know, and and that is what Nate and I call Festivus, <laughs> because they suspended For the rest of us. Yeah, they suspended him and then rescinded it. But since that moment, they had the after you know well, the, to give people some reference here. Uh, the Nuggets were losing pretty badly to the moribund uh, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers at home, and I don't know on, what moribund means. <laughs> Andre Miller. It's
1: that, like, I, I have a <laughs> list over here, like Pablum Pablum Bourbon to look up after. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I wrote a note here: just play it cool, act like you know what it means. Remember. And it's like, and I wrote, don't read these notes out loud <laughs> on the podcast because
0: then they'll know. Just stare and nod. <laughs> um, and and uh, if it was Scrabble, I would uh, challenge Andre, I would challenge that. Andre Miller. Um, blew up at Brian Shaw. On the oh, he really blew up, but he was like saying, "You disrespect me. me. I disrespect you." Yep. So the next day, it got out there, and it apparently continued into the locker room. There was a lot of unpleasantness that happened that night, and uh, the next day, and I know that because I was there at Pepsi Center waiting for three hours for Brian Shaw to come out of uh, out of the uh, locker room. That's not pathetic at all. At all. <laughs> waiting for three in the hallway, not up on the practice court. We were waiting in the hallway, waiting for Brian Shaw to come out. At what point do you <laughs> walk away and go home? Nate do you did. ever
1: leave, or do you just wait there? <laughs> Nate
0: left because he had two other obligations. <laughs> I like, uh, like a, like a dogged, uh, intrepid reporter, like you are. are. Yes. yes. Um, I stayed for the the whole time they handed us a release that said Andre Miller had been suspended. Who who was there with you? Were you the last one standing? I was there with Chris Emce. Of course. Uh Aaron Lopez who works for the Nuggets. He has to be there. Yeah. And uh Mark Kisla. You the kids and Demps. Yeah, well, it was just the three, it was just the three of us and a uh cameraman. And <laughs> a cameraman <laughs> and we just we just just and there, there was a hockey game that was about to start. That's how long we were there. I mean, wait, so they changed forever. the court from wood to ice. It was actually cold inside the building because of the ice <laughs> on the court. Okay, so we're and then because we had to stand in the hallway waiting for Brian Shaw to come out, and they, it took forever and ever and ever. But anyway, Brian Shaw came out, out and came was, out, and he looks like he'd been beaten on. Yeah. You know, he's got the haggard look. <laughs> And he's wearing he's wearing sweatpants, and he's like he's got a distant look in his eye. (laughs) And apparently, they had a series of meetings, like, and they called it an airing of grievances. I'm like, well, it's Festivus, Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's been ever since Festivus, the Nuggets are six one six out of seven, six out of seven, and And they're twenty and eighteen. They're 20 and 18. Which is after pretty much they, right where they should be and a little better. And that Andre Miller blow-up was the culmination of an eight-game losing streak. Which is interesting. Now, so, yeah. This,
1: this, this is my question now. They had an eight-game losing streak. People were down on the Nuggets. Just yeah. down. like yeah. uh, Almost to the point where people were like, just cash it in for the season. Screw this team. We're done. Then Andre Miller... Right? That whole thing. He's not fired, but he's not there. Uh, Impossible to trade, probably. (laughs) They've Um, tried it. They've tried I'm sure. Tim Conley's probably had a lot of conversations. (laughs) Like, no, 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 he's not that bad, actually. No, he's great. He's a great team. I'm sure there's been a lot of conversations like that. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Is this been, because this can happen, especially in basketball, a long season, You can get a little fire in your belly and you can go out and you can run like crazy. You can play well. You can do that. But then it wears off after a minute, you know, after a bit. And all of a sudden that they're back to like to what their real problems are. I'm not sure I see it or I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen any glaring, obvious, you know, problems that I think are going to resurface. I mean, they just beat the Warriors yes. last night in, in in Oakland.
0: And your boy, uh, uh, Andre Iguodala, had uh, three points. Well, that sounds about right. Three points and was owned by Wilson Chandler.
1: I, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> U- <laughs> Whenever he is done <laughs> playing basketball, <laughs> I, there's going to be a lot of people that owe me a lot of apologies because his <laughs> his legacy will be that of a guy who was completely overrated his entire career mm-hmm. and who... Did produced exactly squat overrated as, ball handler.
0: He, he, remember yeah. last year, he's he not a good. Like,
1: he's not a good. I mean, he's a good basketball player, but he, he has been exalted incorrectly to this level of uh, elite. And, and, I'm glad.
0: I, I'm glad we, brought, we started talking about the Warriors because I want to bring this up with you. Remember last year, they were talking about what a great ball handler, Gadala was. I mean, George Carl even said it, and. I look back on it, and he turned the ball over constantly. He was a turnover machine. He would leap into the air and magically lose the ball. I've never seen anyone just lose the ball without anyone touching it as much as he did. And last night, Jason Kosmischi, um was uh, on the radio broadcast because I was actually Nate, – Nate was actually shown on the altitude broadcast because he was in Oakland, and Nate Timmons was in Oakland covering the game. And – um you think he and Dempsey went out and got a little loose <laughs> at the bars? <laughs> I, I hope they did. Oakland bars. <laughs> um, and on the Actually, way, back, no,
1: Dempsey had to wake up early and do push-ups
0: for three hours. I'm sure. I mean, you know, he, he had to get <laughs> swollen. Um, but on the and I'm listening to Jason Kosminski, and he says, "I could say it now that he's not on the team anymore." Andre Millard was an overrated ball handler. Andre or, Godala. Andre. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, um, Andre Godala was an overrated ball handler. I said, Thank you. And I kept thinking of you. The entire time, he was saying that I was like, "That's something Ross was saying all last year, all last year." You were saying that, and and it's like you may have been the lone voice in the woods because let me let I me mean, let me be honest. I was even taken in by Andre Biller's Andre, excuse me, Andre Iguodala. See, I'm caught up in their current drama, not the past drama. Um, Andre Iguodala's defensive ability. At, the, at least, but looking at it, that too, yeah, he was good on the defense. But last night, Wilson Chandler, Wilson Chandler, who is off and on, owned him completely. Well, owned should
1: him. never be an off and on when it comes to defense. And, yeah. and I've been this type of person. You know, whenever I think about basketball, you think about, you know, you can be on a shooting streak and you can be in a shooting slump. In basketball, defense, when you're talking about guys that are all basically at the same level athletically and condition-wise, defense is not a, uh, a skill. It's not a gift. It's just something you do or you do not. Sure. And so uh, when I look at guys and I they say they're not good at defense or they're not a good defensive player or they are a good defensive player, that, that's just because that whoever that guy is, he decided to play defense. And, and I might have been the lone guy in the woods Last year, talking about Iguodala. But it really begs the question. If a loudmouth blowhard makes a noise in the woods <laughs> when no one else is around, can anybody hear it? And I think the answer <laughs> is no.
0: no. <laughs> or yes. I can't tell. Well, I, I, I said this on, <laughs> yes, last week. Um, um, I posted Colorado Sports Guys uh, podcast on Denver Stiffs. And I made the comment in the comment section that Ross Martin should be a coach. Because he knows a lot more about basketball, the actual sport of basketball, not NBA, but he knows more about the sport itself than Nate Timmons and I do. And everybody
1: Nate, knew knew that.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then Nate was like Nate was like, no, 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 that's not possible. But he, he really deep inside he knows that you look at things from that perspective, which is invaluable, in absolutely invaluable, because Nate and I get caught up because we're too close to the Nuggets. So we get caught up in watching him every day and all that stuff. Then you come in and, and say, Andre Iguodala is an overrated ball handler, and he's overrated defensively, and he's not that good a player. And then I saw him last night, and I was like, I was like, this is absolutely correct. He is an overrated ball handler. He's okay at defense. You know he shuts down Chris Paul when he tries, but Wilson Chandler of all be and I kept thinking Wilson Chandler is owning him. There is an exception to the whole defensive thing,
1: which I, which you can see in certain players, where they just don't get it. Yeah. They don't have a feel for it. There is that case. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, no, 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 not, absolutely not Carmelo <laughs> Not, not That guy could be a great defensive That's player. He could. You look at – Remember uh, when he uh, guarded
0: uh, Kobe in the 2009 fi- finals? He was actually giving Kobe a really hard time when he was actually Oh, absolutely. Attention. He
1: can. And you look at Kobe Bryant. He could be a great defensive player. He <laughs> is a great defensive player. Yeah. Uh, all the great players were pretty good at defense. Yeah. Jordan. Um, Jordan was the guy that you did not want to have defending you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and he also dropped 30 points a game or, you know – and more. So, at any rate, I, I, what do you think? So, Nuggets are they playing tonight? Right now?
0: Uh no, they're not. They're going to Oklahoma City or Phoenix. No, They or play tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, they play uh, Cavs. Cleveland Cavaliers. Is Nate going there? No, Nate is currently traveling to Phoenix, and he will be covering them in Phoenix this weekend. Oh, okay. Good for good for you, Nate. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad he got a. You know, he had he's he's experienced. He had a white button up shirt on. Yeah, no, yeah. I he's... haven't
1: seen him. like Every time I've seen him the past two and a half, three years we've been doing this podcast, he's wearing basketball shorts and.
0: No, he's he's I'm cashing like, it out, you know. He's <laughs> like Timmins. Uh he looks like he you're looks a like sports the, reporter, not a just,
1: sports athlete.
0: He looks like he spent most of the day like just in his boxers and he just threw on clothes not just to come to the podcast, you know. But he uh cleans um, up real nice. He cleans up real nice, yeah. But you but know But I he, tell you,
1: Dempsey had him beat Dempsey I think had a suit on or a jacket, like at least a – Yeah, he
0: did. Like, come on, Timmins. He did, Let's he did you would, a jacket. It was it was Dempsey well, it's it's hard to beat Dempsey. You know, that's, it's like that's true. You know, he's a guy who obviously, Dapper is like, Dempsey. I am going to look better than you. When I'm like, <laughs> um, but it was it was in, yeah. Nate will be there in Phoenix. He'll be covering the Nuggets versus Phoenix uh, either Sunday or Monday one of those games, and then he'll come back. You're the one who's supposed to know that. I, I know. I know.
1: Sorry, Nate. Well, I think that'll about do it. Uh, good times. Good to be back in here in the studio with you, Timmons. Miss you very much. And uh, to our uh, guests from Tuesday night that uh, that we had to we had to cancel, and and one of them had something better to do. Uh, completely understand. We'll get them. Maybe next week. I don't know. Uh, no, maybe maybe we'll know. do a post. Uh, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about the Super
0: Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> <But>. <laughs> we're we're going to keep to Ross's superstitious bent here, so <laughs> we'll just we'll just not mention it, but say. Do you want predictions for what? The, the AFC Championship. <laughs> Come on, man. What do you mean? Nate and I predicted no, last week.
1: There's no reason to have this conversation. Are you are
0: you that superstitious? I, I, this, I, I'm, I'm, there's just no reason. There's no reason. This is like you this look is, at Ross right now, and he's knocking on every piece of wood <laughs> that he that is this, in this the, this the palatial this studios right now. Can I can I knock on teak? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for but, your what,
1: sake. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to win. All right. Okay. okay. Well, for right. your
0: sake, I won't give a score. I think the Broncos are going to win, too. But call COLO Sports Guys, okay, on Twitter, at COLO Sports Guys. Give us your Broncos prediction. We'll, or, we'll look them up and, you know, it, and we'll. You're making me nervous. We'll do that. So, But anyway, a, I'm going to start hyperventilating
1: here. <laughs> Mr. Anxiety. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening in. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.